Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Its mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast for the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I am Tim Robertson, your host of this podcast, and also the coordinator of the training program within the organization. The Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, the moon, the planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally prom promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available to the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. The Association of Lunar Planetary Observers collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomena and publishes detailed reports concerning these bodies in its quarterly publication, The Journal of the Association of Lunar Planetary Observers also lovingly known as the Australian Astronomer. The Association of Lunar Planetary Observers maintains many individual observing sections and pro programs devoted to the studies of the solar system bodies and phenomenon. Each is managed by one or more coordinators that collect and study submitted observations. You can visit us on the internet at www.alpo-astronomy. Dot org. That again, www.alpo-astronomy.org. Now, on to the Observer's Notebook. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to introduce our guest for today on the um, Observer's Notebook, Rick Hill, the coordinator of the ALPO Solar Section. Welcome to the podcast, Rick. Thank you. Uh, like a, can you give everybody a little background on yourself, your location, your occupation, basically, what you do? Um, I'm in Tucson, Arizona, and my occupation is whatever I want. I'm retired. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> Great. Um, how did you get involved with the ALPO? I got involved with the ALPO back in 1965 with Walter Haas, that is. I uh, saw his name on a cave um, uh, catalog and uh, cave telescope catalog and, and I wanted to know more about the telescope so I wrote him a letter about his he had a 12 inch and uh, we started corresponding from that point on and uh, in 1975 year after I got married I joined the ALPO oh fantastic now you coordinate the solar section that's a relatively new section in not really um in 1981, Walter put out a um, questionnaire that concerned a number of topics in the ALPO, and one of them was about having a solar section. And I was a very strong supporter of that. I've always enjoyed observing the sun. And um, he then asked me in 1982 if I would head up the section and start it, and that's where it took off from there. Oh, okay. So give us a little overview of the solar section. Um the solar section of the ALPO studies the morphology of the sun and its features and um, not so much involved with sunspot counting. That's the purview of the uh, AAVSO and they do an excellent job at that. There's no point for us to reinvent the wheel. And um, 
that that's today just the morphology alone with all the uh, nice uh, calcium filters and H alpha filters and everything. There's plenty enough to do right there. Okay. Uh, what type of equipment? I'm sure there's some specialized equipment that we need to uh, work in this section. What 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 kind of equipment do you suggest? Um, I I tell people to use the telescope they have. Just get started. Get a good solar filter, a good safe solar filter. There's a lot of them on the market now, especially with the eclipse coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, any telescope from a 1.6 inch telescope on up uh, will will serve to show solar features and let you start studying the sun. Um, there there was once, though I don't think this person is still with us. There was one fellow who was going out and doing naked eye observations every day with a solar filter. Oh, uh, I was going to say, that's not really recommended. <laughs> I have to always say that, you know, there, there's, you don't, it's it's like when you go to a school, whenever you're showing the public the sun through a telescope, you have to be ever vigilant uh, because if you're projecting an image onto a card so a lot of people can watch it at once, there's always going to be one kid that wants to put his head in there yeah. and look in the telescope. So I'm always careful to mention safe filtration and, and being safe and careful um, so uh, the, but this one fellow was doing naked eye sunspots and um, which was a reasonable pursuit during solar maximum but right now uh, I can't remember it's been many months since we had a naked eye sunspot wow yeah it's been been quite a while yeah I remember when I used to do school programs a lot and we do solar observing I would always bring a balloon with me and I'd blow the balloon up and point the telescope at the sun and just bring the balloon right in front of the telescope and you know it would pop immediately that usually got the message across that you didn't want to do that fantastic um are there different kind of observing programs in the solar section um right now we um we just try to get people to observe the sun in whatever mode they want whether it's h alpha calcium white light and submit their observations to our gallery and we follow the the um, sunspots from there, the the sunspots, the active regions from there, and do um, quarterly reports on this. Uh, I'm just trying to keep up with the quarterly reports, which is a big job, because you don't want to slip. Unlike other sections in the ALPO, we don't have downtime except at night. Um, and, and, you know, it's always daytime somewhere, and we've got observers around the world right now. So we never have downtime so we have to keep up with those solar reports, or very quickly you fall behind and you get buried. Now, are the reports published in the journal or elsewhere? Yes, yes. Just about every edition of the journal has one of our reports in it. Okay. How many current uh, contributors do you, do you have to this section? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was in the neighborhood of 30, but I can't remember exactly. Okay. And they're all, they're all photographic, or do you have... Uh, um, we have a couple. We have um, at least three people doing drawings, and they're doing drawings in white light and H alpha. Um, most everybody else is doing imaging of one sort or another. Okay. We don't have anybody doing spectroscopy, and we don't have anybody doing radio. Interesting. It's just is that what you see in the future of the solar program? Uh, we used to have a fellow that did radio, and uh, he's gone on. I think he just. Uh, works independently now that's one of the problems of the internet age um, a lot of people don't feel the need to join a larger organization like this although we do offer 
uh, more exposure through the publishing of these regular articles. Um, but they observe on their own, put their stuff on their website, let it be known on Facebook, and that's as far as they go with it. It's the bane of this age we live in, that's all. I, I understand, I understand. Have there been any significant uh, observations or discoveries made in the history of the solar program? Well, the sun is the most dynamic object in the solar system. Every day you look at it, things change. Every hour you look at it, things change. We used to have a thing called the wolf program, which was the white light flare observation program, and people discovered very quickly on using the techniques we were teaching for observing white light flares, which meant going out every five minutes on a large sunspot group and observing it and looking for changes after you make an initial sketch. They were really amazed at how fast sunspots actually move and change shape and rotate and, and uh, how these flares can come up. Um, it was a very successful program when we did it, and it may again get started at some future date. Oh, fantastic. What type of observing equipment do you use when you're looking at the sun? My favorite for my location is my Questar. Um, it just it, it works with the seeing. I usually get good seeing with the Questar. With my 8-inch, I don't. Um, my daytime seeing cells are just much smaller than 8 inches, so I don't get good clear images. What type of filter are you using on the Questar? Um, on the Questar, I'm using Botter. Okay. All right. So that's white light? Yeah, the Botter okay. white light filter. Fantastic. And I, I also have a broadband calcium filter um, that's also made by Botter that uh, can be used with the Botter filter. And it it gives a broadband calcium view of the sun. So you still see the uh, plages, not plages, but uh, faculae, uh, even when it's well near the center of the disk. Huh. All right. That's very good. Uh, do you have any other information you'd like to share about the solar section? Um, it's open to everybody. Uh, all we ask is that you join the ALPO so we can rightfully use your images. Uh, that's uh, very inexpensive. $14 gets you a minimum subscription, which is the uh, digital uh, journal of the ALPO, and uh, then you get to contribute and join in with all the other uh, programs of the solar section. Fantastic. How could everyone get a hold of you? I'm pretty easy. Um, I'm on Facebook uh, under Richard Hill. Okay. I want to change that so it's, it will also um, be synonymous with Rick Hill. That's R-I-K, no C. Um, and uh I, I am. You can also look up my name on the web, R.I.K. Hill, and you'll come up with the Loudoun Observatory, which is my home observatory, and you can contact me through that web page. Okay. Are you on Twitter or anything like that? No, I'm not. No. Okay. There's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Rick, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us on this edition of the podcast. You're very welcome. All right. I enjoyed it. Great. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Observer's Notebook. I want to thank Rick Hill again for uh, our conversation on the solar section. A reminder, we up upload new episodes of The Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you do, please rate and review us. I do appreciate it. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. The link is in the show notes. You can also help support this podcast by donating to it via Patreon. 
The link for that as, as well as in the, as the ALPO is in the show notes. And speaking of Patreon, I'd like to thank our first two Patreon contributors, Jason Inman and Jerry White. Interesting enough, neither are members of the ALPO. They just heard about the podcast and wanted to help out. So thank you, Jason and Jerry, for your contribution. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at, at timrobertson56. A reminder, the ALPO is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, the moon, the planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. Until next time, my hope is that you always have a clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.